Welcome to the Athlon Sports Cover 2 Podcast here. Of course, his name is Mitch Light. My name is Brady Gall. Thank you guys for listening. Rate, review, and subscribe. Podcast.athlonsports.com is the email address. You can get to Mitch on Twitter, at Athlon Mitch. You can get to me, uh, at Braden Gall. And that, of course, are those are important things to know, Mitch, as we begin our selection process for our first inaugural annual college fantasy premier, premier debut college fantasy football league um the cover two potheads is going to be the name of the league and we've already got one member in so chili mac accepted his invitation thank you um you're welcome and did you see and his thank tweet? you i think a little presumptuous he yeah, said apparently yeah. naming your fantasy team number one in your heart number 12 in the standings is too many characters number one in your heart like like i just said a little presumptuous there you're in the league be happy don't is yeah. there any good college football players named Hart like H? Mike Hart, like if it's, yeah. if, if he was a Michigan fan, not an Auburn fan, right. and he was talking about Mike, then I might be like, okay, that that's funny. But yeah. but no, no, no. And in, in just fact, be happy you're in the league. We have eleven names here. We got we got dozens and dozens and dozens. Thank dozens you for submitting some e- submissions, emails, tweets. Do not stop this though, because we are not going to name all eleven members today. We have eleven candidates today. Yes. We will debate the eleven candidates at the end of the podcast. You have veto power. I have veto power. So we will be naming and right now undisclosed. Yeah, we're not sure. We, we've yeah. we've narrowed it down to eleven. Top this is not candidates. like the college basketball selection committee no. or the college football where they have to pick four or sixty-eight. No, it's like the baseball Hall of Fame. Yes, it, there, there's where it's you have to get a hundred percent of the vote to get in, and and you know it's just you and me. So yes. and so. unlike the selection committee, we don't they don't fly us to Dallas every week, or no. we're not holding up no. a hotel. We just. Yep, same place. Yeah, same place. Same place. We, you know, we're, the world we're, headquarters. We're a modest. Low budget. We're modest. Yeah. Uh, so we've got 11 names. We will debate those names. We're not sure if we're going to let three in or five or six in. We're not sure, but there's 11 names we will debate. If you do not get in today, we are not going to fill the league today. We still have, we'll have plenty of other choices. There's still dozens of names that are on this list that, that submitted requests, so we will continue to do that. If you do not get in today, continue to tweet, text. Like I said, there's a delicate balance of persistence and and being annoying so yeah and once like, in, to try to try to think of us as the girl you're trying to court don't text it's a us fine line don't text us too much but text us just enough to let us know you're thinking about us so and, and that's all and do we do it so someone i forgot who it was but someone said that they would take arthur sitkowski with their as their quarterback you know the records quarterback with like two touchdowns 50 I can't decide if that's a, a thing I want in the league or a thing I don't want in the league. As someone who wants to try to win the league, I like that. Okay. But I don't know right. if we want that, you know. So there's a, there was a lot of cover two knowledge yes. exhibited, which was very impressive and flattering and humbling all at the same time. Um, that, that, of course, will be applauded. And you'll learn about that later on. There, I got it right there. There's the 11. There's the 11. We will decide from the 11 a little bit later on in the podcast. However, media days are underway. Talking season is underway. In fact, I had a chance to... Um, chat with Steve Spurrier for about 35 seconds. It was the highlight of my entire week down in Hoover, Alabama. I was there for, for, for most of it. Um, and and we're, we're not, we'll, we'll, this podcast will function a little bit because the AAC is going on. It's just as important. The big 12 media days were going on the AAC or the ACC. Aren't some just media day? Yeah. A pack 12. I mean, the ACC and the big 10 are yet to take place. They're not wrapped up yet. So we'll cover those on, on next week's pod, but there was plenty of newsy stuff. So this, this, this edition of the podcast will, will will sort of function as a description of what Media Day, in my opinion, is supposed to function as. I There's a couple things, having been down there in Hoover, that I would like to see changed throughout college football, um, and we'll get to some of those things. But this will f- feel a lot like a news ticker sort of podcast. We're just going to sort of react to, to talking season starting. Number one, I, I, don't, I didn't think there was a whole lot of buzz in Hoover 
less so than I've had at SEC Media Days a lot in the past. But I, but I, I, I no sort new, of no new coaches. That's that's different, and nobody really on the hot seat outside of Gus. So it was very stable. The coaches didn't say anything per usual. I, I as I always say on this show, the players are the stars. Learning about the players, Andrew Thomas is a top offensive lineman in the entire country. He grew up playing like five instruments in a family band. And, you know, Daniel Batuli at Tennessee speaks three languages. And this this story, these stories happen in every conference. It's not just an SEC thing. I just happen to be there. Um, the players are the stars, in my opinion. Sam Ellinger, I thought, was incredibly sort of poised and and, and gracious as, as being a star. The guy who had the biggest throng following him all around uh, the Big 12 media event. I think the players are the stars. And it leads me to my number one takeaway from the entire thing. And I asked Commissioner Greg Sankey about this. And he said he agreed with the point but didn't think there was anything he could do about it, which is I want more access to players. I want the, the, the fans and the media and need to see and talk to and hear from and interact with these players more. I know there's a balance between student and athlete, and the coaches are little feudal lord dictators in their little feudal systems in their little towns all across the country, more so in the SEC because they're more paranoid in the SEC. Um, Commissioner Sankey agreed with me, but then said I, I, it needs can't to really do anything. Right, it needs to sort of, it can't be a top-down legislative thing. It needs to sort of come naturally. But from what I've been told, the SEC clearly urged teams to bring quarterbacks, to bring stars. Matt, Matt Car- is Corral. Matt Corral. And, and the other leagues didn't. Jalen Hurts didn't come. Trevor Lawrence didn't go to ACC. So... That, Very that, surprised about that from Cornwall. That's my big takeaway is I'd like to see across the board every league more interaction with players so that these guys get their stories out there because they're really great but, uh, I hope they're I don't really get this great wrong. young people i hope i don't get this wrong because just i basically watch sec media days from twitter i'm i'm at work and but it seems like jared garantano was really kind of a star everyone loved him well you know it wasn't it like ut media tennessee media was not allowed to interview him for like yep Forever, like yeah. it was the first. I remember. No, Jeremy Pruitt has not has been incredibly closed right, off. Right, like, but he's not. So, he's not the only one. Right, but like, are they hiding? Okay, I get it. If he goes out there and he was a disaster, like, oh, that's why they were hiding him. But clearly, he's a smart kid, and you know, why are you doing that? The, in, in, in this the coaches, era, the coaches are paranoid schizophrenics in every I, conference. I, I get that. I get and that. they're even crazier in the in the SEC. But okay, I get that. But in an era of attendance at ninety five percent of schools, attendance being an issue, you want a better connection. You want your fans to have a better connection. And if you want to sell student, the student part, right? right. You're fighting litigation and all these things. If you want to sell the student part, show what these kids are actually accomplishing in life because they are doing amazing things, not just in the SEC, everywhere. These are exceptionally talented, amazing, smart, hardworking, innovative. Just they're just amazing kids. And and they, we have this meathead jock personality stereotype of them. And they almost all buck that trend, except for, you know, a small percentage are, big dumb jocks who get in trouble off the field but most of them aren't here's a comparison too i I think college baseball the schools that have fan bases there's a really strong connection between fans and the college baseball players like look at mississippi state here in nashville tim corbin makes his guys available you you feel like you know them you you don't get that same connection in football i know it's different i I think i think baseball in the major league level is like that i think baseball for whatever reason is a sport that just people they just are free to talk well, I just, they just tell yeah, the truth. I, I just, uh, I, like you said, I think we need a better connection between the fans and the players where you're rooting for the kid to succeed because you like the kid, not just because he wears your alma mater or your favorite team's uniform. Uh, the double-edged sword in the SEC, and this is where I will rip on the SEC a little bit, the, 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 and I want to make sure people hear that because 
you know, we get we get we get a little flack for because we're located in Nashville. I, we don't love any one conference or team more than any other conference or team. And it, you it, like the SEC cer- more than Conference USA? It's it. it's certain. Well, yeah, I like Power Five football better than Group of Five football. But sorry, Mike Resco. But it just I like watching great drama. So I, I love college football across the board. I love watching the Pac-12. I love. There's just. There's no benefit. There's I, I I know now I'm now I'm defending like the biased conversation because I hate it so much. It's just it makes us no less or more money. <laughs> like I don't make any more money if I pick an SEC team to win a game or a Big Ten team or an ACC team. Like it doesn't. It's so irrelevant. It's comical. I just love football and I see what I see and then I analyze it and sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong. Um, I, I will say that the coaching paranoia that we just were talking about. Derek Mason in the SEC is about the only guy that will just sit down and have like a real-life conversation with you. The and other, he came to SEC Media Days two days early, didn't he? A day early, a day early and early. he sat down with me in, in, in our station here locally, obviously in Nashville, and we, we talked with him for rough, like a good 15, 20 minutes and, and about everything in life. And um, But but I will say that you know when you listen to Dave Clawson talk at Wake Forest, he's much more open. You listen to these guys talk in other, these other leagues. You listen to some of the coaches in, in the Big 12 and it, like – I do think that every, almost every the, the double-edged sword of the it just means more thing in the SEC makes these coaches robots, and they don't say anything, and they will talk in other leagues. The, you, when you sit down with you know, um, Matt Wells or some of the new coaches in the Big 12 or some of the guys in the AAC, you're going to have actual conversations like real humans. And, and I, that's my biggest, one of my biggest beefs with the SEC is that they're just not real. Everything's so stinking serious. Like I know it's about winning championships and you have an $8 million salary, and I get that. But, like, everything in life doesn't have to be, like, the end of the universe. Like, this is not the fourth quarter, okay? Like, just have a conversation. Be normal. And I feel like everybody else around the country is very normal. And, and, and the SEC coaches are not. They're, they're absurdly weird. But that, again, I want player. I want to talk to players because every year I find you learn more about these kids and you're just more and more impressed. Every, yeah, every I, time. I agree. Um, so that was one of my big takeaways uh, from the SEC. Uh, also, Can, uh, go ahead. I want to ask you about, and I don't want to spend too much time on the Alabama-Clemson thing because a lot of it is because it's talking season. There's something to talk about. But uh, on the Paul Feinbaum show, and I, I, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably aware of the subject because you follow stuff like this. And I, don't, I didn't see the question. I just know the, the answer. And in, in, uh, Nick Saban was talking about how last year he felt his coaching staff was distracted at the end yeah. of the year, looking on to other things. And he said this on SEC Network as well. Yeah, I think. Well, so. yeah. Well, you saw it with Paul Feinbaum show on the SEC Network. So, in a lot. So, there's two different kind of things. One is he was making excuses, which you can, if that's your interpretation, well, set, that's set fine. it up. Set it up a little bit more. He he was asked about uh, the the thing that he was asked about the most was the loss to Clemson. Even though we've had seven months go by, it's mostly because media have not had a chance to talk to him about it. So that's what he was asked about, and it, part of his reply in all of these conversations yes we got our was butts kicked, yes we but. got our butts kicked but a big part of this is that my coaching like he was not happy with his coaching staff last year we've talked about this right. i think the biggest change in alabama this year will be the coaching staff and and that you know danny enos was trying to get a job and mike loxley was trying to get a job and so and so was trying to get a job and he said it's a not, it's not the reason we lost the game but it is it is a distraction human element at play that all these guys started worrying about everything else I think there's more to be said about Nick Saban's job not coaching his players after they beat LSU. I think one of the stories I heard throughout media days was that Alabama coasted after LSU. They, That's what kind of said. He said they that beat after LSU, we, and we just sort of were like, we're okay, but I, I wanted to ask you, though, uh, I don't want to debate whether or not how big of an influence it right. was. 
I want to debate where like that was interesting insight. Now your your interpretation might be that it's an excuse. Just coach, oh, just shut up. If you're a Clemson fan, coach, just shut up. We yeah. we got our asses kicked. But it's sort of like what you said earlier. That's good insight. I want Nick Saban to say say stuff like that. So I don't want to rip on him for making excuses. And why don't you mind your own shot better? Like that that's good stuff. Like you don't get that from a lot of coaches. And like, Nick Saban, that's why some people think. If and when he ever retires, he'd be really good analyst because he's good on TV. So I guess just my question to you is like, it doesn't matter. And maybe it's just a statement. It doesn't matter whether you think it's an excuse or whatever. I'm just glad he said that because it was interesting. Yeah, I think there's a third way you could take it too, which is throwing his coaching staff under the bus for the loss. And and I think some people and sending it, a message to his current staff. And that every like, I would not be that that aspect of it is probably in the back of his head. I don't think his I don't think his intention was to a make an excuse. Or B, um, throw his staff under the bus. I don't think those are in his like. Gen- I, I think he looks at his team and he goes, "We got our butts kicked. We got to be better." I, I I don't think Nick Saban. It, it, he's not like Spurrier. He's not like some. He's not out there trying to troll other conferences. No. That's not. He 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 and Dabo have a tremendous amount of respect. They've got a good relationship. I don't think at its core his comments were either making excuse. I think it is is. I think he knows. And I agree with him that his coaching staff wasn't that good last right. year. They didn't execute when they needed to, and that's his fault. He's the one who hired right. them. He's the one who put them in place. So you can say that that's the reason you lost the game, but then you got to own the fact that it was your team and, and I, the fact that and you're difficult that to did. and the fact that you're difficult to work for exactly creates this turnover. Yeah. My advice to now, Clemson, I think their coaching staff is very good this year, and they got so. some younger guys like Pete yeah. Golding who's gonna he's gonna be there for years. My advice to Clemson fans: Who cares? Yeah, right. You won. Yeah. You were dominant. Enjoy it. Like, as a fan of my team's like, I don't care if another fan base is trying to take it away. Like, enjoy it. Your team won. Who cares if people in Alabama are making excuses? Yeah, Everyone, yeah. 95% if, of if people I'm, that watch that game as college football fans know that Clemson was the better team. Now, I did talk to Gary Danielson uh, about that game in particular. And somehow it came up because we did not really talk about much of that game because we wanted more. We wanted to talk about more important, right. more relevant, more timely things. People and we got Gary Danielson and and I will. The one thing I did notice about Gary Danielson is this will be a lot of stream of consciousness sort of news and observation podcast here. One of the things Gary Danielson is a, is, a, is big time into the metrics. He he knows for an old school guy for too. an old school guy he knows you know the perc- like at any point during the game the percentage chance you're supposed to win right like those are the he he knows the metrics and I said hey. You know that that the 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 scoreboard between Clemson and Alabama, the way they played, if they play that game ten times, it probably is a lot closer because it wasn't as it wasn't as dominant. Which again sounds like an insult to Clemson. It's not meant to be. That's something that Bill Connolly has been talking about, you, right? Exactly, too. and he's taking a lot of heat yeah. during the during on the on the Twitter sphere, which again I'll remind people is not real life. I thought it was interesting that Gary Danielson, a sort of in this broadcast older gentleman sort of mold like I get it if a young writer comes up and starts throwing like S&P at me right I get that but for him to know the 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 the, the sabermetric version of college football pretty much offhand I thought was really impressive which again just only makes his broadcast career that much more you know reliable I should say so that's a little offshoot there um SEC officiating oh no never mind Commissioner Sankey I did have a chance to chat with him a little bit and and I presented him hypotheticals, and he immediately goes, well, I learned from Mike's life you don't answer hypotheticals, and which was I should have seen that coming. Vet- veteran move. But he did sort of go down the path, and having a chance to chat with him, I get the feeling that the SEC will hold out on automatic qualifying bids. That, that if, I, if I can... It's, I'm not breaking news here, but I would say 
if they were to hold a vote, if I'm guessing, and they were going to hold a vote, I would feel very confident that at least the SEC would vote no on automatic qualifiers. Without in, in, in the in the ex, if there was an expansion, the, expansion, if there was a playoff expansion, um, so because it doesn't necessarily benefit them. In fact, in 2014, when it was one, two, three, four, five, right, the five conferences finished one through five, it would have actually hurt because I think Boise State was like 18, 19, 20, and they and the SEC had teams that were in the seven, eight, nine range, so it would have actually hurt the SEC. So you're talking about there's two. I don't know if this is what you were talking about, but there, there's two realms of automatic qualifiers. One is Power Five, and then so you're saying it the, seems Power Five to, plus one automatic G Five. The vibe it, I get from talking to people in, in in positions of power is that the Group of Five automatic qualifier would be a part of that discussion, and that I think everyone expects that. Quite frankly, right. if you go to eight, and, I'd be surprised if it's not. I think there will be some leagues push that back. push okay. back on that strongly, and I and I would because I think they, they the think SEC, their second or third team is better than the and G5. They, and let's be honest, they are so not every year. But Georgia has been better than every G five team the last two years. Let's just you know second team, maybe not third team. So and Auburn two years ago was the third best team in the SEC, and they would have been better. So the the point I'm just the again I'm not breaking news here. I'm just telling you the vibe I get from talking to important people, and that is. Automatic qual not we there is still a very hearty debate about automatic qualifiers, which I find to be comforting because I hate automatic qualifiers. I don't want six and six Pittsburgh competing for one game to get into the to the you know, to the college football playoff. I think you need to earn it more than that. You can't just go six you can't just be mediocre for an entire season and then win one game and get in. That's not how our sport's supposed to work. So I was comforted by the fact that I think there are still plenty of powerful people pushing back against AQ. That's a big little tidbit there. Um, SEC officiating will have a Twitter account this year, and I, I think some other leagues have toyed with the idea. Just any league in general puts Don't out... Don't look at your mentions. Like, no, no, no. I can't wait to read the mentions. Uh, I want to read... I was telling the SEC don't look I want... Like, unless you are going to... I think on the pod this fall, we're, we're going to... The, the, the top five tweets at that account, we're going to... We're going to read We that. could probably yeah. do that um, that are safe for work, yes. not safe for work. Uh, I, I just think you're – I doubt that you're going to put out actual information. You're not going to put out your grades or your ratings of no. your officials, and you're not going to just openly admit when you totally screwed up a game, a la the NFL Saints and Rams. If you're not going to do those two things, what's the point? Like, what do you – I'm what, trying what, to think what, hypothetically. What's the actual point of it? Like, explaining, explaining the interpretation of a rule, but like – how. Other than targeting, what really needs... The, which happens on the air with the guy in the booth. Right, which right? do they really need to interpret too much? Like a guy steps, a catch, no catch, one foot in bounds, bobbling the ball. I, they, I, you know. I applaud the effort here, and I will read the mentions. I, the, I can't wait for those mentions, but I'm not... <laughs> I, I got a bad case of the mentions. I, I can't wait, but I don't, I don't, I'm just not sure I see the value from their perspective because they're not going to give us any real juice they're just going to take heat all sunday morning every right. sunday morning it's going to be the best the first thing i'm going to read on sunday mornings is going to be that a twitter account's mentions right like, some vanderbilt fan i know said it'll be like in week three where the sec officiating just tweets a middle finger at vanderbilt or something <laughs> like because you know historically they could get screwed by the refs well, well they well and they play lsu which ironically is the fan base that's probably going to be the most pissed right. off at yeah because <laughs> they think the officiating is alabama based exactly it's, it's yeah. birmingham so lsu fans and Georgia fans are always furious with the SEC officiating Florida and Tennessee. So it'll be it'll be interesting. I thought that was I oh, just thought yes. that was a uh, noteworthy there. Um, 
Because the NBA does something similar. They, they tweet out. They, they've right. got a like, right. last two-minute report. Right. And, and again, Which I is just, th- as a fan, I find it maddening. Like, I almost don't want to know. That's it what I'm saying. It just gets me pissed. Unless you're going to give me real hard, like, actual admissions of guilt or, hey, this is where you're wrong, fans. This is why the call is right. Unless you're going to be firm about it and, and, and sort of be comfortable in your own skin when you're wrong, which we all know is part of the game. I just don't see the, the benefit. Like, I, like what, what we will not find out, and every team does this. They send, they get a clip on Sunday of anywhere from five to 20 plays where holding was called, not holding calls, because they want interpretations. They know nothing's obviously going to change. They want an interpretation from the league, and the league answer. Like, I would love to be privy of part of, get part of that conversation, but we're not oh, going yeah, yeah, to right. find out. Like, why was holding called here? Why was it not called there? We're not going to get that stuff. Because it's probably too inconsistent to yeah. admit publicly. Yeah. But again, I, I'm with you. If I got actual juice like that, I would be all over it from every league. Um, I just don't think we're going to get that. Um, I'm going to I'm going to use this conversation and comment unless you got anything else for me. I think Kentucky is maybe the only team that I've strong, I feel strongly like that I gained appreciation for while I was in 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 Hoover just studying Kentucky a little bit Interestingly more. Interestingly enough, today's their day, so you weren't even down right. there when Mark Stoops. There was just a lot of time. Like their schedule is so easy. I think there's a culture that he's built there. I think almost everybody That's assumes a huge program year for them. Huge, and we've talked about it. Otherwise, I did. You know, Auburn is. So volatile, we're not sure. I think A and M. Seems to be a lot of Missouri love. I I think Missouri, but we have them at third. So again, I I think like last year there was a huge discussion between South Carolina and Florida. We had Florida very, very high. They were voted very low. South Carolina was voted high. We had South Carolina low. So we felt like, hey, we were really right about that. We missed on LSU. I, I don't. There's nothing really truly about our predictions in the magazine and what I just voted for for, for, for the and, SEC and, media and day. The, so. And I know you're going to disagree, but I still feel the same about Kentucky. Like, we've got Tennessee 5, Kentucky 6, Vanderbilt 7, but nationally we have them like 47th, 48th, and 50th. So That part hasn't really changed for right, me. Right, they're, they're all it's right. It's more just about I think Kentucky will win against Tennessee at home. That, that's basically the, yeah, is what I'm saying. Yeah, when you're talking about teams like that and, you know – uh, Otherwise, did, Auburn. Did you get an Ole Miss vibe? I, I saw some people like you know, no, jo- for, with the two new coordinators. No, I got some f- Joe Moorhead vibes though. He lost a little weight, shaved the beard. Yeah, I liked his comment. He, very handsome. He uh, he said he was sick of recruits asking him uh, what position on the offensive line he played. <laughs> um, so big year for him. I mean, not that he's going to be on the hot seat or anything, but we all think they underachieved last year. They 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 did not Lost take everything. They did not take advantage defense. of a historically great defense. Not just a great defense for Mississippi State. That was historically they, for SEC. They, great they defense. played thirteen games last year and they gave up fifteen touchdowns. Number one in the nation, like by a margin. It's it's and they went what four and four in the league. Now it, I think that something else I might have learned. Tommy Stevens is probably going to be the guy, and and that there are going to be some monsters playing quarterback in the SEC. Felipe Franks, six. I stood next to him. He's about six. He's at least six five. Tommy Stevens is massive. Penn State fans know all about him. Um, uh, Kellen Mond's big. They're gonna, Joe Burrow is incredibly likable, and there's a reason his players and his team loves him. And he's like, I'll, I'll run the ball 20, 20 times up the middle if I have to to win. Um, so there, there's just dudes that are going to be physical. Joey Gatewood could win the job at Auburn. He could. He's six four, two thirty. Riley Neal six five, I think. Riley Neal six five, two thirty. You know, these guys. There, there are going to be some big dudes playing quarterback in the SEC. Uh, all right, I'm going to transition to the Big Twelve with a quote from Jimbo Fisher and a he, quote from Tom he Herman in the SEC. See what I'm doing here. Okay, what what about Jimbo's quote? Sorry to get back to the SEC. Maybe this is what you're going to talk this about. This is what I'm going to talk about, about. Why they play the non-conference games? So this is about. Well, this is Texas and Texas A&M. So in the Big 12, Tom Herman, very open about, I would like to see this rivalry renewed. Again, paraphrasing here. 
I'd like to see all this happen. There's no reason this can't happen. Jimbo Fisher, I believe the quote was, when it benefits Texas A&M, we will consider playing that game. I'm not, again, not a direct quote, but that's, and if I'm a, I, I see it both ways. I, I, why would it not benefit you to play Texas? LSU sees that it's a benefit to play Texas. Isn't there a Texas, Alabama? Yeah, but Isn't they, there a Texas, Alabama home and home coming soon but they play te- as well? They, so Maybe it doesn't allow them to play a Clemson one year, someone else one year. Like when you're tied to a, non-conference game like that it i'm just you can move lamar to play texas if you want to so i I thought it was interesting that one approach from texas was we're good dude let's play tom herman at big 12 saying let's go and jimbo fisher saying "Eh, what it benefits us so there's you can tell that there's still just a little bit there i think it's been all lip service so far i think we are getting closer to a renewal of texas texas a&m i think financially it's too I think there's just too much money to be made, right? Like, put it in Arlington, make it a neutral site game, put make it home and home, do whatever you want with it, and you're going to make a fortune. TV ratings, ticket sales, merchandise, revenue. Like, there's too much money to be made for every party involved, whether it's TV, A&M, or Texas. But I just thought it was interesting that Jimbo Fisher was still fairly not, – not, he was not standoffish, but he was very much like, yeah, if, if it, it doesn't really it – doesn't, it doesn't sound like it benefits us. We're locked into 10 years of conference scheduling – Dude, if you wanted to play Texas next year, you could. Right. I would love to see it as a fan of the sport. But if they play a team, not Clemson's, there aren't many teams like Clemson, but if they're playing one top 20, top 15 non-conference game a year, then I get it. But if they're not going to play a a really good out-of-conference team and they're not playing Texas. In one of the toughest divisions in football. Right, right. So that's his... But uh, yeah, he, but but at what point does like do you have to just say I don't care? Right, he, just we're, we're, we, we if, got, we've got to play Texas because if we beat them, we set ourselves up to win the whole thing, like LSU's doing this year. Right, we've got millions and millions of dollars of every or hundreds of millions of dollars of the the best of everything. Yeah. We should not shy away from playing anyone. But did you see his quote? And I'm trying to find the exact quote about we we have to keep playing these an FCS team and all these teams because if we didn't, these they they would not have the money to you know basically trickle down effect. We have to play them. Yeah, so that was uh, that was lame. I don't buy that because I think you can earmark. You can you could be creative on how you find money to get to these programs. Like you could play FCS games in the spring. You could play FCS games in a preseason. I mean, there's a million ways you could you could figure out a way to trickle money into their pockets. The, there's four billion dollars of playoff revenue that you're telling me you can't just slice off a tiny little percentage of that for FCS programs or whatever. Um, did, I, I, did I get you, that's the argument, but there's money out there. You could find a way to do it. So, did you see the Chris Kleeman quote, Kansas State? Les Miles. I was asking you if you saw it. Les Miles wore his championship ring, national championship ring, and they asked Chris Kleeman why he didn't wear his, and he's you know FCS at North Dakota State. He said, I have six. I wouldn't, you know, my hands, it's too heavy or something like that. It was, it was, it was funny. <laughs> that Chris Clement was great. Les Miles was in outer space. So, is that different than... I, I just, I think it was extra Les Milesy. Like, it was, it, like, he, he, again, I'm not trying to belittle the interest level nationally in Kansas football versus LSU football, but I'm willing to bet there were far fewer eyes and cameras and ears on what he was saying. But people talked to LSU, uh, Kansas, Kansas... Football was mentioned more this that, at this point because less miles. Is right, there. I'm just saying the, that doesn't win you any games. The coverage you get as the LSU head coach versus the coverage you get as the Kansas coach is very different. So maybe not as many people saw how outlandish and crazy he was at Big Twelve Media Days. Incoherent, maybe. I'm not sure. I think you needed a translation, a translator there. Okay, like a you know, a teleprompter. Less speaks and the teleprompter translates to the English. 
I think somebody asked him about um, uh, was it Djokovic who won the Wimbledon? Yeah, about the grass. About the did yeah. he? I, th- I heard he eat grass at Wimbledon. Yeah. And, like Les had. Another, I was like, I recommend. He, he's just, I think Les is good for football. I just don't know if he's good for Kansas. <laughs> well, I think he's good for Kansas in the off season because people are, we're yeah, talking about Kansas true. football. We've talked about him. He was super, super bizarre. Um, I have not yet seen. So forty percent of the of the coaches knew in the Big Twelve, which was interesting. Um, they did make a rule change, which I thought was fascinating. That the overtime rule got changed, probably in response to A and M and LSU. That after four overtimes, the Big Twelve will go to just two point conversions, which is sort of like penalty kicks for soccer. Isn't that, isn't that across the board? It's not just Big 12. I think that's across the board. I did not. I, I, I All I saw was that the Big 12 was announcing a change in their rules. So I didn't know if that was I across think that. The board. I'm pretty sure that's across the board. Okay. Well, if I, if I didn't know that, then I should know. Um, the other big controversy, by the way, Cockroach DNA was one of my favorites from, T, from uh, Gary Patterson. Basically, okay, another, basically comparing himself to chasing down and courting his wife. I, and I want to say I, I was a cockroach. I was fifth in line, and I just had to outlast everybody, and then I got married. <laughs> he had a different spin on it, but I want to ban the coaches who, you know, comment, I wasn't my wife's first choice, like, you know, when they get a job and, the, you know, they're, they're clearly the, the school went after three or four other people. I want to ban that quote. It was funny the first time, whenever, whoever said it well, first. Well, what's the reality? Like, at the time, we are all our wife's first choices. As years go it's along. It's not like a coaching hire where right. you propose to someone. Right. She says, no, you move on to someone else. She calls someone you else. You have to hire finds a coach. Out, finds out if there's a better answer. I don't you know, don't like, have to get married right, right. Then. Like my, I was my wife's first choice. At like, that I time. I asked her and she said, yes. Four years later, who knows what she's thinking? <laughs> not, yeah. <laughs> um, not good things. Uh, Big 12 now will have a streaming app on ESPN, ESPN Plus, but only eight of the ten schools. Of course, Oklahoma and Texas will not be a part of that. That was interesting. And, of course, the biggest controversy in the Big 12 and all the media days. Not the fact that all the players are great and the coaches are interesting, that Sam Ellinger was just a star. Like, the biggest media throng followed by the most people, asked the most questions, and handled it all with, with excellent poise. No, no, no. The biggest question was, of course, about horns down. And Greg Burke, the head of officials in the Big 12, basically said, meh. It's up for interpretation. It depends. Maybe, probably. That might we'll have been see. a penalty. Yeah. I, I, I it was get, the worst answer ever. See, but I get the. I, I actually, I actually like the strategy. The stra- if you if if an if another player runs up to Texas player's face and throws a horns down into their face, it's taunting. If you're on the sidelines or in the end zone and you're just doing it with your buddies, it's not taunting. Well, what about when you're doing that, it running into the end zone? I actually think that's to true. The crowd. I, but it's taunting the crowd, not the player. I don't. I don't have a problem with taunting the fans. They're you know they're a bunch of bumbling idiots. But the the the, the sportsmanship angle of this, if that's what you care about, is I don't care what finger gesture. You, this goes back to like teaching. Well, my, there's certain finger gestures that you should not do. Right, but you know the throat slash isn't that offensive to me. I don't care. But like I get why it's banned. Right. So to me, it goes back to the. It goes back to the similar. Like this is where I use language with kids as a parent i don't care about language so and i've been around parents that just like cuss around their six and seven and eight year olds but like to me it's about teaching them the purpose of the of language you can use good language for a bad reason right you you if you're if my daughter calls somebody a jerk face but is trying to hurt their feelings i'm going to tell her that's not right you need to don't try to hurt people's feelings be kind if she kicks a soccer ball and misses a penalty kick in a big game and she says the F word, I don't care. Like, it just doesn't bother me. To me, it's about the intent of your of your action. So I actually kind of like the angle here. I think it's stupid. All I think all taunting should be allowed because it's a game, <laughs> just personally. 
but I get what they're trying to do. And that is if you're on the sidelines celebrating with your teammates or in the end zone or you're at the crowd, like it is what it is. It's one thing. If you're standing over a player who's you knocked over and you're looking down at him and you're taunting him, that gets a flag already. You don't even have to do a hand gesture. That's taunting. And also, there's like in the Big 12, how many schools have a hand gesture? Like, I guess Texas Tech has all four. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, almost all of them have a hand gesture. All the Texas schools do. Yeah. What, what is Baylor, it? Baylor, TCU, yeah. Giggum. Yeah. You know, but you, you know, never see six, someone six playing em, Texas. They all do it. You never see Gun, someone playing up, TCU doing up, like a you know. frog. Maybe because it's not very like well, right? They're not yeah. intimidating. Some are better than others. Yeah, Texas is also the league that everybody is the team that everybody right. hates. Exactly. League, so. Yeah, everyone wants to beat. So yeah, uh, I, I get it. I just I think if you do the gator chomp but, in the swamp and you're an opposing player, you should be able to do that. Didn't the the specifically to the the West Virginia game in the Will Greer? Yeah. He said that probably would have. You know, like, that's not what fans want to hear, though, when you're looking for an interpretation of a rule. I do understand. That was a specific example. That was not a hypothetical. I, I do, you're right. I do understand that aspect, that you want it to be clear. Um, but basically what they're saying is it's up to the eye of the beholder. Like, it's supposed to be, like, porn. You know it when you see it, right? Like, that's – like, you'll know it if – you'll know it's taunting when you see it. And I, But each each person you know, has a different interpret. Each ref, I, each I grumpy old man will have a different interpretation <laughs> of what is taunting. Now they're all grumpy old men? So Most of them are. Broad-brushing the officials there? I think that all of it should be allowed. Like we have, we have end zone celebrations in the NFL that are choreographed by like professionals now. Like yeah. I, I think it's a game. I'm okay with the women's world. Cup. You know, I'm okay with Alex Morgan sipping tea and trolling a nation. I, I just don't. It's a game. It's a yeah, that sport. Was funny. Let's have fun. The soccer guy doesn't like it though. Well, just, I'm not disrespecting another nation. You know, we're, we're, you know. So I just am I'm say, clearly not soccer guy. They're grumpy old guys in every sport. Is yes, what I'm saying. I agree. I just I think it's hysterical that horns down was like the biggest topic that came out of the Big Twelve. Um, not the fact that there's four new coaches in less. And miles then of course Tom Herman. Things. Tom Herman mentioned like uh, people are talking about our about us. You know, he twisted it like people are talking about University of Texas and how much they want to beat us and all that stuff. So he he spun it that way. But he's also the same guy that taunted Drew Locke in a bowl, in a meaningless bowl game. So, mm-hmm. turnabout is fair play, huh? It's a yeah, turn, turnabout is exactly fair, or not fair play for coaches. Coaches are just. Uh, and I heard Dave Clawson talking about this in the ACC about how oh he doesn't have June anymore. Oh he doesn't get to take a month off with his family, and I and I and at the end of it I, I he basically said listen no one should feel sorry for us we make millions of dollars we're making a lot more money but it just it, every time I hear coaches complain about something that makes their life harder I go I don't care. <laughs> I just I don't care. You guys make millions of dollars. You could do another job if you want to, and millions of Americans are busting their ass every day at two and three jobs just making ends meet. So I just I don't I don't care that you don't get June off anymore. I, I don't. Um, all right, AAC, which was, and I talked to. By the way, I want to go to the clam bake one. That's the only thing I like. Not, that's the one thing that so resonates from that. I, I did talk to a few people in Hoover that started out the week in at the AAC event for and the so clam they, bake. So they were at both. And I kind of was like, well, what, you know, what was the vibe? What was the attitude? Every single one was like, poor Randy Etzel. <laughs> that it was just the most bizarre, like, all we care, like, Wagner's the first game on our schedule, and we're just going to focus on 2019. Like, just, it, it just, I can't imagine being in a league and going to a media event and sitting there and, and knowing that your team is not in the league in the future. Um, uh, so the, the whole, like, what the hell? Like, that was just so bizarre, Randy Etzel. No plans, according to Mike Oresco, no plans to expand in the AAC. But then he did leave the door open. He said, but if it improves our brand, we'd consider it. So they're basically... Well, there's no reason to shut the door either way, to say we're definitely going to do it or definitely not going to do it. I mean, what if there's well, a... I totally agree, but it just... You know how it is. Yeah. They, they get up and they say, we will not expand. And then at the end, they're like, 
Zeppelin unless it's really good for the brand, then we'll do that. But if like Maryland, so really, leaves, so really it's nothing. If Maryland leaves the Big Ten and wants <laughs> right. to join our league, so basically you said nothing. Yes. So ba- basically you're gonna stand pat until you get a great offer. It basically like one of my, it's like one of my friends trying to figure out if they want to hang out with me on a Friday night. Like, um, I'll see until if I get a better offer, I'll you know, yeah, okay, let's let's ha- let's grab some beers Friday, you know, maybe we'll see. So this 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 one hurts. Does this sound? Does yeah. it happen often? Uh, it's Fox. It's okay. David Fox, former former co-host David Fox. He has better social options than you. No, well, he doesn't have kids, so yeah, I, I have a very confined schedule. Yeah, um, but no, it's just I think it's a millennial young person thing where you just you don't even to your best friends you don't say yes or no to anything. You just say ah maybe, and then you see if you get something better. And if something better comes along, you go do something it's better. Like my daughter, I so said, you plan tonight? I'll be doing something. I just don't know what yet. Right. Basically weighing all the offers. <laughs> exactly what it is. Um, so, uh, UCF got uh, 12 points in the championship vote. Cincinnati, 8. Memphis, 6. Houston, 4. Josh Heupel um, said they're building a monster. Yeah. Okay. UCF, 19 first place votes uh, in the East Division. Cincinnati, 11. So those are clearly the top two teams in the conference, according to the media. 15 first place votes in the West for Memphis, 14 for Houston, one for SMU, which is bizarre. They were picked fourth in the in the division, one first place vote there. So um, I, I don't know if you took anything interesting from that, um, but uh, mostly just Randy Etzel's awkwardness was just – I felt bad for Randy Etzel because – Again, well, he makes a lot of money. Don't feel that bad for him. The people I talk to – Feel bad for his defense. I think FCS is gaining steam. To go FCS, become dominant. That's what I that's play. James Madison's of the world play the. Did we, did we talk about it? We, I might have been did. about you know you got you, you, you got said, the you Idaho it, yeah. versus the New Mexico State model, and you Idaho to it. me is more appealing. You said it, and I think uh, I think there are people around that were at the event that were on on board with you. And, and one thing that like UConn is, uh, I think you know their basketball program is going to flourish in the Big East. That their baseball program for being a northern school is very good. Like Idaho women's basketball, yeah, obviously, yeah, obviously they, they don't you know UConn can still be a national brand. Yep. With a football program in the FCS ranks. Is there anything, uh, any other big news stories, topics, questions that you missed from before we begin announcing our uh, college fantasy, um, before we start debating our college fantasy members? Um, anything we missed? Not really. Uh, SEC rounding up today. What? Um, We're taping this on Thursday because I came back uh, yeah. a day early. Bob Bowlesby, did, he did say a few coy things about expansion. Did you sleep um, in? I for did, those, I, I did, Braden I, usually does a morning show from yes. six a.m. He did the he filled in in the afternoon oh, show. I had I went to. I was thinking about you. So I I, I, I ate and drank at night. I it saw was, some it pictures. Was, it was great. I ate and drank. You okay there? What the <laughs> You're having a rough show. Um, no, I, so I stuff. For, uh, that was a that was a computer charger there. I I did eat. If you're ever in Birmingham, I'll give you the best restaurant in Birmingham. You got to go to. There's a cheap one and an expensive one. You got to go to Saw's Soul Kitchen. Uh, in Avondale, Homewood ver- Edition's good too, but go to Avondale. I like the Avondale one because you get the shrimp and grits. But it is better than Dreamland, which everybody talks about is like the best barbecue in, in Bama. No. Well, Sauce. Dreamland Sauce in Tuscaloosa is the original as opposed yes, to Yes, I'm just saying Birmingham. Dreamland is is great. It's like, it's a little, it's not the best. Sauce Soul Kitchen is the best. Highland Bar and Grill, shout out to Highland Bar and Grill. It's not cheap, but it is the best restaurant I've been to in that state of Alabama. And I've been to some good ones in Auburn too. I have a good Dreamland story. Um, we don't have time. No, it's it's good. It better be good. It's it's pretty good. So I it, took my one and a half year old to Dreamland on the way to the beach. Did she like it? Did she just she, she had, face and sauce? It, no, just white bread with sauce on okay. it is all she ate. But she liked it. So uh, in college, going to New Orleans for spring break, uh, we had nine guys. One of my friends had a van, like one of those, like you know, 
murder vans, you know, not not, not a many. Super, so like not eight guys in a murder van <laughs> yeah, yeah. on the way driving through Alabama. So Great. actually we were going to. What, what possibly could we happen? Were, on the way down, we were going to a Vanderbilt Mississippi State basketball game in Starkville and then going to go to New Orleans after that. And one of my friends had been sick and was actually taking some antibiotics or something. And I'd been the only person who'd been to Dreamland. So I ordered, there was like nine guys. I said, and well, you sort of have to go through Tuscaloosa to get to stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we stopped. Yeah. So I said, I'll take nine racks of rib, nine racks of ribs and, oh and eight God. Bud Lights. And he looked, the waiter looks up some old KG guy. And my friend, like, like he's trying to figure out who's not getting a beer. My friend's like, I'm not drinking. I'm, I'm been sick. And the guy looks up, he goes, there ain't shit's Creek wrong with you, buddy. And brings him a Bud Light or Miller Light. So my friend tried not to order a beer. The waiter did not comply and brought him a beer. So. Did you just mention a TV show in replace of a cuss word? Yes. While actually saying the cuss word? Because we're allowed to say the name of the TV show. We are? I mean, we are. We can say just right. the cuss word if we want to. I, I, I think I can say it on, on regular radio. I'm not sure. Can you, can you say Shit's Creek on the radio? I th- like, hey, my, like, my, old coast, my old co-host did. And, and we all looked at each other like, is he allowed to do that? We're not sure. I, it's, it's gray area with the FCC. We're not okay. sure. We Char- can say it here. Charcoal? How gray? Charcoal? Very gray. Okay. No, no, no. More like slate. Okay. Yeah. Which is like all the paint colors in my house right now. Yeah. It's all we're doing some, We're doing some renovations it's all too. Grays. Everything, everything's uh, turning gray. Yeah, it's, 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 I was just thinking like in 20 years, we're going to be like, what were we thinking? You know, you know what we're not doing? What? Shiplap. Nowhere. No shiplap. Not familiar with No that. Chip and Joanna game. No, it's all the fi- fixer up or okay. Chip and Joanna that from works, Waco. Yeah. There's so much broken in Waco that, that that's why they're fixing so many things. RG3 was on fixer up the other and day. And all she does is put shiplap everywhere. I... I'm, she's very good at what she does, and I enjoy their show. But my wife and I, are, my wife's like, I hate shiplap, and I'm like, so good, good. Okay, no was anyway. it unaware of that term? Yeah, it's the wood board paneling okay. that people put everywhere. It's just, it's very popular, but like, we think it looks stupid. So whatever. Um, all right. Do you want to get to our uh, fantasy selections here? Do we have any music? Do you have any like? No. Uh, would it be like game show music? Like, I think so. Welcome to the fantasy football selection process. No, no, okay. please don't do that. Okay, I won't do it again. It's fine. I just, on, on the main stage, uh, uh, <laughs> bubbles <laughs> to the main stage, bubbles. <laughs> no, nobody named Bubbles submitted it. Uh, uh, all right, so we got about like I don't know, fifty, sixty different um, people trying to get into the league, which is awesome. We appreciate you guys. I got we, one we, from we you. you guys. Shot it down immediately. Yeah, um, as the commissioner. Um, are you the commissioner? I am the commissioner. Okay. Yep. Did we talk about that? Or are you just the commissioner? No, I'm the commissioner. I already set the rules. Okay. Um, so all, all this stuff's already in there. Five it's, tight ends. Two quarterbacks, yes. You have to have at least one tight end from Stanford. <laughs> yes, <laughs> on, on which won't be a problem. There'll be enough to go around. Everybody's got to have to have one. Um, all right, so I don't know where you want to start here, uh, but we were going to debate. So we've got 11 names of people. We're going to debate. If you, get, if, you get, if you do not make it out of this group of 11, you still have a chance. you won't make yes. it. And if you weren't mentioned today, doesn't mean you won't be in the, the pot next week. Does that make sense? Yep. We haven't eliminated sense. anybody. Nobody will get eliminated. To, well, that's not true. A few might get well, eliminated. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. But if, if you do not distinctly get eliminated today. We haven't really set the parameter. We're, we're doing right. this on the fly. Yeah. So, all right. I'm going to bring the first one to the table. Okay. Then you can bring one. I'm going to bring Zachary Stevenson. Come the to the third. Fl- come to the floor for debate. Zachary Stevenson. Okay. You're going to hear some paper, paper shuffling. Zachary Stevenson says, because obviously we're very cutthroat or very uh, cutting edge here. Zachary Stevens says, if you let me in, y'all can pick my team name from the following. The Floppy Hoods, which is a reference to the fact that you drove your car with the hood up because it was broken 
on so after top my of your daughter windshield. Got into an accident, and yes. while on the interstate with my daughter, the hood flew into the windshield. Yes. So I was driving seventy miles per hour, and I could not see the fat one and the smart one. Which was a review of our. Not sure if you get points for that, Zachary, because you're calling me the fat one, there, buddy. Points from me. Um, number two, th- this this might put him in the fugitives, and it, the fact that Zachary Stevenson knows that we were both arrested. <laughs> I was not arrested. I was detained. You were detained. I was arrested. I was in college. You were just out of college. Yes. Um, that he remembers and knows that. That's from a long podcast. I was chased by the authorities, outran the police. Another time I was detained because you were not arrested. You were miturating in public yes. and then ran from the police in, in, in Nebraska? Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. I got, it was close. Um, Netflix Rex, Poor Man's Bruce and Stu. Yeah, that's... Hey, hey, Zachary. And this will be a theme for some other people. If you mention how much you like other podcasts, it's not going to help your case. Okay? Yeah. So when you think we're, we are far more, our broadcast skills are far better than Bruce and Stu's, they have better information. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and the dead buttercups. <laughs> R.I.P. So. Is that like the dead I vote Zachary Stevenson in to the, co- to the college fantasy potheads. And we each have veto power. Zachary Stevenson, congratulations. Yes, Zachary Stevenson is in. All right. Okay. So we are now we now have ten more members to go. We have four, we have four members currently in. Okay. My next I'm nominating Nathan Forb. Okay. I want in the fantasy league because I'll convince Braden he was wrong for golfing on Father's Day 2018. Currently waiting to wave into the North Carolina bar nine month application process i crush pods gamble and i'm bored that's the board af i'm bored af yeah, board af that's the reality all right and then but he followed up today and this is sort of like oh the, he added another you one you don't want it too much okay. but this is just only two about a week apart nothing wrong with that okay since i and he said since i don't see a pod pod un- uploaded yet with the results of the fantasy league i'd like to add diehard west virginia alum 2004 son of a diehard vanderbilt alum 1969 Loves him some Vander, Vandy Mitch Light content. Oh, I didn't know this was his. I didn't know he had follow-up. Good tweet. Very good at pickleball. I don't know what that I is. I don't know what that is. Owner of a Vanderbilt 19, 2019 Natty hat, which he takes a picture of, national championship hat. The baseball team. And member of the tribe. Do you know what the tribe is? Um, is uh, Are we talking about the, the, the dance club over on Elliston? <laughs> <laughs> we are definitely not talking about Over by that. Vandy University? No. <laughs> The tribe is a term for being Jewish. Okay. Well, I should have known that. Yeah. I so I, I wholeheartedly uh, nominate Nathan Forb. And if you shoot him down, so, you will be guilty of anti-Semitism. Come on, man. You, is that the hat I, you want to wear? Just, I don't think APAC should be involved in our politics. I just don't. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. Serious jokes here on the podcast. Um, so I was going to veto. I'm vetoing Nathan Forb. But you, here's why. I didn't can't. know. I didn't know that the second tweet... But then came in, you can change. It came in after the podcast started. No, it didn't. This so morning. This here's morning. the problem. Uh-uh. No, no, here's the can problem. Can I veto your veto? No, there's no... No, you, I can't overturn your veto. There's no overturning here. This isn't... So, I, he says, I'll convince Braden he was wrong for golfing on Father's Day 2018. Number one, I've never been wrong ever about anything. So, you're wrong about what? that to try to convince me not to golf on Father's Day. Who would do that to somebody? Why would you tell me not to do what I want to do on my own day? I only get one of them. I think that that's so a little the, you're, unfair. you're vetoing him? I, I do like his second tweet, though, which I did not take into account when I initially vetoed. Well, take it into account right now. No, veto. I crush wow. pods. Because he said I crush pods, gamble, and then board AF. That's too millennial for me. 
All right, and, and I don't even know what currently waiting, all caps, to wave into the North Carolina bar Maybe means. Maybe it's a typo, wave. I'm not sure. Wade into? I don't know what I that means. I did like his second tweet a lot, though. So, so next he, week. Can he you... has a chance to still get in next week. So he's not been vetoed for permanently. He's wow, not permanent, you are. Not permanent veto status. Wait till I tell my rabbi about this. <laughs> <laughs> you can say any little thing now and be labeled an anti-Semitic, even though when you're actually anti-Semitic, you don't get called that. Anyway. Uh, all right, this is from Danny for Sports. First of all, not a huge fan of the Twitter handle. Me neither. So that's a, that, eh, okay. This is my 9,999-word tweet on why I should be the second inaugural member in the premier first annual inaugural cover to Podhead College Fantasy Football League. I like the, the wordiness. I enjoy that. I already have a great name picked out, Matt's Camp Bells, also RIP Buttercup. So... Anything that has <laughs> R.I.P. Buttercup involved will be viewed as a positive. I thought the 9,999 word tweet, not bad. And the idea that he capitalized premier first annual inaugural cover two pothead college fantasy football league in like 11 words, also strong. What do you say? Don't like the name Danny for sports. It's nothing against Danny, just Danny for sports. Yeah, know. it's kind of like, like, what if you want to? do something else you, you stick to sports i guess right here um i think don't that, love the name matt's camp Bells. i, I camp- think his fantasy team name matt's camp bells eliminates him i'm vetoing so you're vetoing your own nomination no i'm not nominating these are just the 11 okay. that we picked I, agree. I am vetoing back in the pool for next week danny for sports back in the pool for next week which means tweet us again yes please. try or, try again or okay, okay uh, next is kyle shass at okay. kyle shass kyle shass let me see if i can get to kyle shass here four humans may be privileged enough to have me buckle them in, but there's only one magazine, and he shows a picture of the Athlon Sports 2019 preview buckled into the Who's on the cover? A car seat. Is that a North Carolina NC State cover? Yes. Okay. Um, Athlon Sports equals precious cargo. I hope this entices Braden Gall and Athlon Mitch to allow me into the first annual inaugural Podheads Fantasy League. I nominate Kyle Shass, friend of the show. He's a good human. Great storytelling here. Kyle Shass, I like that. I like the blatant pandering to Athlon Sports, also a big positive. Um, the use of the hashtag podheads, I enjoy that. Let's see if we can get that trending. Um, used an emoji, used video, used a, a, a photo, actually buckled in the magazine. Yes. Uh, he clearly is a father of four, it looks like. Is that correct? Four humans may be privileged enough to have me buckle them in, which means he's a very busy guy which means he probably could use some of this in his life. Yes. I vote yes on Kyle Shass. Congratulations. Kyle Shass is in? Yes. No veto? No veto. No veto. Zachary Stevenson, Kyle Shass, you are in. Plus Kyle Shass. And we will. The, the, the fantasy team names with the name Kyle are, Shass are endless. Yes. We will. Um, we can do a lot of. We will be we sending. A lot of, actually, you need to tweet us your. I, I, we'll, I, we'll, we'll shoot out some tweets and yeah, stuff. About so. how to get yeah, in touch, yeah, yeah. how to join the league. All right. So am I up next yeah. here? Okay. Uh, this is from Jason Phillips on the internet. This is on the uh, emails. Dear Braden and Mitch, hope all is well. I'm writing as a long distance fan from Ireland. To put it in a nutshell, I'm an avid college football fan, which is a tough existence as there are no, as there is nobody really to discuss the inner workings of the sport. I'm assuming he means in Europe or in Ireland. Therefore, I rely a lot on quant- quality media such as Athlon. I've already consumed the 2019 magazine. I can get it delivered through the UK. Thank you, internet. And I'm currently working through the NFL pre- preview. Great work, Mitch. Gave you credit for the entire NFL magazine. 
I listen to your podcast every week on my drive to work on Thursday. Very enjoyable insight and good narratives. The main reason I'm emailing you is to thank you for your output, but also to get into the fantasy league as I will thoroughly enjoy competing and probably beating you in both the leagues. Number one, keep up the good work, Jason, in Ireland. Number one, being in Ireland, positive. Huge positive. We, we like to go international. I enjoy competing and probably beating you both of the, in the league. I enjoy the confidence. Yes. Positive. Those two are positive. Other than that, not much humor. I, not a lot of humor. No references, deep references to listening to the podcast. Like there was no unique mentions about floppy hoods or cats that are dying. Those are important things. <laughs> floppy hoods. Um, yeah, I, I, we appreciate the kind words. Uh, I think it was sincere. I think it was very sincere. I don't think it's entrance worthy. I will veto Jason Phillips. I was going. To, you were going to say yes. Yes, because the international flavor. Oh, that, is, that is that. So we that, can't be that too. Keeps you in the mix for next week. Yeah. Keeps you in the okay. mix for next week. All right, your turn. Okay. And got to hurry up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, this was a good one. Ben Tannenbaum, who doesn't say he's a member of the tribe, but my guess is he is. <laughs> Trying to get in the fantasy league. My relevant show knowledge. I have a pet named Buttercup too. If he's not lying, this is automatic inclusion. <laughs> he actually we might need. We might name. need a. We need a photo evidence of the pet. Like do, do pets have birth certificates? What kind of pet is this? Yes. Was it a could frog? It, could it be a like a turtle? Okay. I've got Hoyas in the family. Unlike my daughter, Mitch's daughter, which shows that he knows that she discounted Georgetown to go to Vanderbilt. Yes. Okay. And from the same city as Shameless. Which, which is one of the, sh which again, for two years, I tried to convince you to watch this is, which is the South side of Chicago. Plus already started annotating my Athlon 2019 mag. I, this is a very strong case picture of the magazine. Yep. Photo it. evidence. Yes. He's making marks from the podcast into the magazine shows knowledge of the show. Um, as you mentioned, clearly a member of the tribe, <laughs> uh, shameless reference, uh, Georgetown knowledge, Buttercup knowledge. This is the complete package. Not a ton of humor, but pretty solid. Pretty solid. I vote yes on Ben Tannenbaum. Congratulations. Ben man. Tannenbaum's in. Ben Tannenbaum, Kyle Shass, and Zachary Stevenson so far are in. We're going to yeah. have to say no to some of these people. Yeah. We're going to start breaking, breaking hearts soon All right, here. we've got uh, five more we're going over today. Okay. Doug Zerjal. Doug Zerjal. I'm probably saying your name wrong. I do apologize. Uh, but it's okay. Your tweet is fairly uh, offensive, so <laughs> I, I, I hope I'm not offending you. I belong in college football fantasy. I have a great review of Cover 2 on iTunes years ago. Big plus there. Big positive. Huge. I teach. You'll get shirts from my former school whose mascot is the Midgets. Not sure that's, not very that's proper correct. nomenclature. So maybe it's old and like he taught in like 30 years ago when the midgets was allowed. Would we be Here's the question. If you were given a shirt that said mid, the midgets on it, but it was clearly like like a middle school football shirt. I'm not shirt, very politically you, correct, but I don't know if I'd you wear, wear that. I don't know if I'd wear that. I'm not offended by anything. Right. And I don't think I would but wear it. But my wife is an elementary school teacher and certain things I'm not allowed to say around the house that I used to say. Okay. Like insensitive I, things. I, I don't have a problem with it, but I don't think I could wear the shirt. I think I would I think I would be uh stereotyped, I believe. Yeah. If I wore that shirt, uh, Fletch is the most underrated comedy ever. "Quote: Can I borrow your towel? My ca my car hit a water buffalo." Um, I like pandering to Fletch. Uh, I like that he put a review on Twitter. I'm just I, and I do want free things from people. So if you send us shirts, that'd be great. But I think we have to be able to wear the shirts yes. in public. So what do you think about I'm Doug Zerjal? You're vetoing, you're vetoing? Until next week. Okay. 
All right, veto. Sorry, Doug. Yeah. I guess you're not offensive to me. You might be offensive to the the PC police, though. Yes. Okay. This is this is a strong candidate right here. Okay. Who you got? Tyler Fellow. Tyler Fellow. Okay. We've already got three in here. You got to be careful. Yeah. Athlon Mitch Bringall, please consider me for the league because I have enough youth and vigor to go see Jason Isbell more than three nights at the Ryman, and I don't wear a cow costume every Halloween. Wow. Very. Wow. Used, this is he used yes. Very efficient tweet. Something more than free, which is again the references to a Jason Isbell song. Something more than free with a cow costume reference, and then "Cutter Me Up." We uh, using the term "utter" for his famous song "Cover Me Up." That is strong, very strong. Automatic conclusion. I don't even get a chance to nope, veto this. Nope. We've already guessed our fourth guy already. Okay, We're gonna have fine. to veto some people, okay. break some marks. We've got one. We've got so three Tyler left. Fellow, Tyler Fellow. I'm jealous that you have the youth and vigor to go to three nights. I went to three nights last week, last time. I'm only going to two this year. I had to, step, I had to curtail okay. my Jason Isbelling. Uh, you're in. Tyler Fellow, congratulations. You made it in. Cade Walsh. Cade Walsh. This one tugs at the heartstrings a little bit. And I'm not sure it's good enough to get in, but it does tug at the heartstrings. Cade says, let me into the fantasy league because of the following. This is my first tweet. Love that. I don't want it to be a waste. Efficient tweeting. That's a very good... Like, the fact that this is your first tweet ever is to try to get into our fantasy league. I appreciate that. It's, it's important when you break the seal on your Twitter account, you know, what you, what, what you tweet. Number two, I will wave my left hand at Mitch and my right hand for Braden for you guys during each wave at the Children's Hospital from Kinnick Stadium. And this is a reference. We, I, everyone knows the reference, but in my our dream road trip, yeah. I erroneously thought the <laughs> Iowa State-Iowa <State, laughs> right. game was in Kin- at Kinnick Stadium. And the fact that you will, we, I want, listen, you got to win Iowa if you're going to win. Oh, it's a huge state to win. Got to win Iowa. The and, people, I, and Ireland. The people are high, highly informed voters and they care deeply. And I like having Iowa representation on the pod and in the league. I do. Veto. Maybe next week. You're vetoing? Yeah. Okay. Okay, try again next week because that's a strong entrance there. I, yeah. I'm surprised that Mitch's quick trigger on that one. James right. of the Summer. We got two that's, left that's here. Mine. I, I, okay. We're yeah, we got to go quick. Jay- go, James of the Summer. It's okay. my turn. I should be in the league because I've been listening to the podcast since David Fox was co host and the intro included Nerd Alert. Never miss an episode. I got Ooh. trivia about y'all's kids, right? And won a free magazine. Hmm. Is that a reason? It does show incredible depth of knowledge of the show and history. He's been with us, he's been around a long time. And James of the Summer. Questionable name. I, I think there's only one thing on here that, that results in the action here. Because this is actually quite a good tweet. And you make a good case, James, of the summer. Here's the problem. Okay. You problem. mentioned David Fox's name. Sorry. That's it. You're done. Veto. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's one of my closest friends. <laughs> okay. But if you Why mention you his name. mention someone who wasn't one of your friends? I, I, uh, it, it's a lot. James, I, you could probably get in. Just don't mention David. Fox. It's like a cuss line. It's like cu- it's like a cuss word. Just retweet it and just say something else. No, no, no. You're pretty good yeah. though. That's that's a pretty darn yeah. good effort. That's a pretty darn good effort, James. The summer, but you mentioned David Fox, so yeah, veto. Okay. All right. Last one here. Tyler Nelson. Good afternoon. He emails, of course, podcasts at uh, at athlonsports.com. Good afternoon, Braden and Mitch. I wanted to submit my resume to be considered for a spot in the upcoming college fantasy football league. Below are a series of tweets that display my knowledge, dedication to the cover two college fantasy football experience if you need more information or references please let me know two notes i want to make you aware 
I am lucky enough. If I'm lucky enough to be chosen, I can make an online or Nashville-based live draft most days. But I will not be available. We're going to tell Tyler's schedule here to everybody from Wednesday, August 21st to Friday, August 23rd. Unfortunately, that's probably when the draft's going to happen. So, uh, due to a work trip. Also, we're expecting our second child in mid-September. Terrible, terrible planning on my part, but I don't think it should interfere with my participation. Thanks, dudes. Hail State, Tyler, in Nashville. A lot to, to consider here. One thing, Tyler evidently has a job. That's a positive. He's got a work trip. Uh, he's also very virile. Um, he can produce children. Second so one. That's a positive for him, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't. We're not doing a Nashville-based live draft. We are not going to do it. It's going to be online. It probably actually will be Thursday, the twenty-second. Probably that's around the time it, we have to do it because we have to get the draft in before the twenty-fourth when Miami and Florida play. Um, does the fact that he wants to meet us hurt or help his case? I think it helps. Although he lives here, so it's you know. If the if if the dude from Ireland was going to fly <laughs> here for the draft, that's a little different. Hmm. So it shows I don't that, want to meet him. <laughs> I don't want to meet anybody. I don't even like talking to you, Braden. That's that's fairly it's true. clear. All right, what do you think? This is your call. So I'm you're getting, so you're saying yes. Yes, I'm 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 going to let you break hearts. I don't see any entertainment value in this email. He basically Although, just re- okay. he can basically I, just regurgitated all the things I, I said. This could be that was part of the requirements. I said, "Here are the requirements." He goes, "This displays my knowledge." Now, I do not have in front of me. Here's flaw in, in our execution right. here. We do not have all of the tweets that he attached in the email in front of us because you printed it out and didn't print that part out for me. Yes. So let me see if I can find let's, his. Let's email. put him on hold. How about this? We put him on hold. Yes. We, it's not a it's not a hard veto. He's at the top of the stack for next week. It's not a hard veto, but Tyler, we I don't think we want to meet you. <laughs> Sounds like a nice guy. I'm mostly, we're mostly okay. Actually, I found the email. Mostly kidding. Um, he's got a lot of tweets, but but he said, "I'm so college football obsessed. I named my son after the greatest player in Mississippi State history. Pig. <laughs> Who's the DB? The, the, the pig uh, in, the, in the about 10, 15 years ago. It was a pig Howard for Tennessee. Yeah, no, but it was pig. Uh, whatever they got named a DB. I think named. Okay. Pig. So he named his kid Pig. No, I'm just saying that. Uh, he is a big Mississippi State fan. Yes, he is. Um, I'm looking at some of the tweets. What kind of knowledge of the Cover 2 podcast Dak, does he exhibit? Um, can't. There's too many tweets. There's so many tweets? Back in May. But, 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 two, but, he responded to you in May 2015. That's that's pretty committed. Yeah. Tyler. Yeah. I, yeah, Tyler's Tyler's been around a long time, and I do appreciate the effort, Tyler. So here's, the, here's, here's what we're going to do. Tyler Fellow, Ben Tannenbaum, Kyle Shass, Shass, Zachary Stevenson, you four are in. We will tweet you and send you some information about how to join. I'll get you guys emails, and then we'll get you in the league. So today, if you did not get in, there is still an opportunity and chance for you to get in. Continue to send tweets. And we appreciate everyone's we, it's submission. It's amazing how many of you guys have, have put the effort in, but you four are in. We are now up to seven total. A 14, right? no, four, 14 team league. Yeah, we're up to seven total, and we have seven more spots to give away. We'll do a bunch more on the ne- on the podcast next week and then the following week, and then we'll wrap it all up and have a draft. Sound good? And there will be a prize yes. from Athlon Sports that we will give to the winner uh, or third place. when you Possibly win. a trip to the national championship game in a few years. Probably not, but or, or possibly. Th- or Thursday. Uh, I mean, or a, or a third place trophy if if and when you and I finish first and second. Domination. So the highest non-you and I host uh, wins. All right. So thank you guys very much for your submissions. Congratulations to, to you four guys, and we'll, uh, we'll be reaching out to you guys shortly. So thanks for listening at Athlon Mitch at Braden Gall, Cover 2 Podcast.